Hey, brothers, I want to tell you about a website called blackmenszone.com. Now, Black Men's Zone is a site that specifically targets black men. It's a place where black men talk about issues that solely affect them. Now, at Black Men's Zone, the topics will range from news to society, sports, technology, business, food and recipes. You know, some you know, you know brothers got to cook, too. Gaming, and some of your brothers like doing some of that. Health and fitness, you know, got to get your workout on. Music, movies, and many other topics. Now, there's not many forums around these days for black men, and because black men have to create them. Now, this particular website is more of a forum based something simple not social media you can write what you need to write say what you need to say get on get off pretty quick but if you're interested brothers to at least go there and i want you to check it out engage in the topics go to blackmenzone.com sign up for an account and get engaged in the conversation welcome to chilling with teddy g an authentic black channel empowering the black community and capturing the modern day black reality through investigative journalism. I'm your host, Teddy G. Hello to all of my melanated kings and queens my brothers and sisters in Africa as well as South Africa and to my listening audience around the globe. I welcome each and every one of you back to another episode of CWG. As you know, I am Katie G, your host. And on this channel, ladies and gentlemen, you know we discuss anything and everything with absolutely no sugar, no frosting, and definitely no mayonnaise. So y'all go grab yourself a favorite cup of coffee, tea, latte, cocoa, whatever it is you prefer to drink. Join me for the next few minutes, ladies and gentlemen, as we delve into part two of this law enforcement race soldier, Rock Contardi, who uh, sexually assaulted this brother out in the uh, parking lot of one of those mom and pop uh, grocery stores. He was eventually terminated forward because the uh, victim was smart enough to uh, go to internal affairs and um, file a complaint. And if he hadn't done that, ladies and gentlemen, this, off, this law enforcement race soldier would probably still be on the force. This caused the uh, internal affairs to do an in-depth investigation of this author where they found multiple issues with him as well as um, um, letting certain individuals go who he catches with drugs, right? And then he's uh, he's keeping drugs, you know, he's keeping marijuana, he's keeping crack uh, in the trunk of his patrol car. And there's just a lot going on here with this officer, ladies and gentlemen. But if it hadn't have been for this brave uh, brother to uh, blow the whistle to internal affairs on this officer, he would probably still be on force accosting a sexually uh, uh, other uh, victim. Now, with all that being said, we're going to get right into this story as soon as we do some housekeeping, because you know it's something that we keep the studios of Chilling with Teddy G clean with the Copyright Disclaimer Act of 1976 under Title 17, Section 107. Allowances is made for the fair use for the purpose such as criticism, comment, reporting, teaching, scholarships, and research. Fair use is permitted by the copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. Nonprofit case or personal use tips and balance in the favor of fair use. So yeah, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into part two of this story. Okay, here's a few snippets, ladies and gentlemen, from part one to refresh your memory before I go into part two. Well, I, I did you. I got to do my okay. job. Okay. Since when? Started grabbing people and saying they probably trying to do that. That's how we do it out here. Well, here's 13 percent. So, how's the license going? Yeah. Yeah, I don't smell it anymore either, man. You got it all on the day. So, we're just going to have to. Mm -hmm. All right, you want me to go in? Hey, but honest to God, too, man, that's not 13% 10. Y'all be wrong. It is, bro. Oh, it ain't, man. Okay. Uh, listen, your car doesn't really smell like weed anymore. I know, it's just a black and mild. Oh, but it don't smell like weed anymore? After no, no, after we this. took you out and I put you over here, man. I don't even smell like weed, man. I told you that from the get go. It's a cigar right in my door. Find yourself, man. Go ahead and sit yourself, man. So, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that's what uh, he did. He, uh, Built all up this man's uh, uh, scrotum and penis and uh, his finger up his uh, rectum. 
uh, in the public, uh, in this uh, parking lot. And all the time, the man is telling him the truth that uh, there is no drugs. He don't have drugs. And there was no drugs found. But yet this man's uh, 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 God-given constitutional rights was just uh, upgrading. And this officer did not feel bad about doing what he did. He strip searched the guy. He did a body cavity search on this guy in the public in this parking lot. So now we're going to go to the uh, internal affairs uh, interview and the investigation of uh, this law enforcement race soldier, Rock Conardi. Uh, this is Commander Duval, Cooking Police Department. Today's date is May 20th. I got a new watch. So. 2019. Time is 3.24 p.m. This is regards to IA 19-10-IA. Uh, president of the room is Officer Rock Contardi, along with his representation, Alicia from PVA. Um, Rock, will you raise your right hand? Do you swear to stay with your body before you will progress the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, sir, I do. Okay. Uh, prior to going on tape, um, I had you read and sign your Garrity warning. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Do you have any questions regarding that? No, sir. You also had an opportunity to go through all the evidence that I have here? Yes. Do you have any questions for that? No. Okay. This is when you get to a specific issue, please reference the uh, occupation that you provided us so that he can be clear about his answer. Okay. On uh, March 12, 2019, a Marvin Passaway uh, responded to the police department and spoke to Officer or Sergeant Moon in regards to a traffic stop involving you, Officer Rhodes, and Officer Baez. Are you familiar with that stop? I am. All right, his allegation was is that uh, he, he was stopped for rent and that he was told that the car smelled like marijuana and he was handcuffed, pulled from the vehicle, and you searched him uh, with gloves on, but stuck a finger in his rectum and also searched down his pants looking for any type of narcotics, um, which evidently you did not find any. Is that you're, you're aware at this point? I am aware of it. Okay, can you tell me, uh, in your words, your involvement with the traffic stop? I responded back up Officer Rose on a traffic stop. Uh, during the course of the investigation, Officer Rose notified me that the car was marijuana, and that was upon my initial arrival. Um, upon my contact with the driver, Mr. Marvin, um, I did detect a strong odor, the strong distinct odor of marijuana from inside the vehicle. Um, I inquired to Mr. Marvin if there was anything illegal inside the vehicle, such as drugs, and, and he informed me there was not. Um, I asked him to step out of the vehicle, at which time I conducted a, a pat-down of his pockets, exterior portion. Mr. Marvin uh, began to disobey my commands of keeping his hands on the vehicle. I uh, became fidgety. Um, for officer safety purposes, I don't, you know, I didn't know what Mr. Marvin's, um, you know, what his what his actions might have been. So, okay, let me interrupt him right there, ladies and gentlemen, because I know y'all can't um, see this uh, video, but he's absolutely lying right now. He's under oath, and he's lying to internal affairs. This man was never um, uncooperative. He followed this officer's commands to the letter, okay? And uh, when and then I think, though, he did have the right to be upset and be uh, um, uh, combative, which he was now, but I feel he could have been because this guy is all over his private parts. And at this particular stage of the um, uh, uh, search, he's doing it on the uh, outside, okay? He's spilling all on this guy's private parts, his penis, his his uh, his, his um, scrotum, you know, his pockets, his anus, and he's doing this on the outside. But he's going to go in, ladies and gentlemen, like I told y'all in the uh, previous uh, part one episode. Uh, he's going to strip search this guy and go all up in his uh, uh, private parts with a uh, body cavity search. Okay. But he's sitting down here lying to Eternal Affairs right now. If y'all can watch, in fact, you know what? Go to um, Real World Police and look up Body Bill uh, terminated 
Rock Contardi so you can see this uh, actual uh, video. And you can see where I'm telling you the truth, not any false narrative of trying to protect the brother, but telling you that the brother was telling you the truth. And what I'm telling you the truth is the truth. And this officer, this law enforcement race soldier, is lying to eternal ears. For safety purposes, I detained him with handcuffs in order to properly get a, uh, a pat down of his, of his uh, clothing. At which point, I then, I, nothing was found inside the uh, outside his pocket. Um, I brought him back to, to my vehicle, uh, at which time Officer Baez um, stayed present with him, and at which time uh, Officer Rose and I began a uh, search of the vehicle for the uh, marijuana that we were smelling. Okay, so when you when you search him, when you first take him out of the car, he he basically says, you search, you touch in his dick, you look in his dick, and now he's flinching. Did you, did you conduct a search under his, like manipulate scrotum area outside the pants? There was no manipulation. I just used my hands, went inside his pockets. He's lying, because if you watch this video, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I gave y'all the place to go watch it at. He's clearly, you clearly see him touching this man's private parts on the outside of his pants. That's why the guy said it. Why would he make that um, accusation if it didn't happen? Before he did the uh, uh, the uh, uh, strip search and uh, uh, body cavity search afterwards, he, he's saying this before the strip search and this body cavity search takes place. This man has already accosted this guy's private parts when he was on the side of his car. That's the reason why he said, hey, keep your uh, hands on the hood. And when he's trying to say that the guy didn't comply, because the guy flinched because he touched his private parts. One hand left the uh, hood. And so now he's saying he's not complying with his orders. That's the reason why he, he put him in handcuffs. No, ladies and gentlemen, he put him in handcuffs because he wanted to do more than what he had done already. And what guy would flinch or wouldn't move when another man is uh, touching his private uh, uh, areas? Um, did not touch any private area at the time because I was still, you know, unaware uh, where the drugs, possible drugs could have been, whether they're on him concealed or they were inside the vehicle. Um, he was very close to the vehicle, and so I'm smelling, the, smelling the, the marijuana, so I wasn't sure if it was coming from him or the vehicle, which is why I separated him from the vehicle. Okay. Now, you, uh, your body cam footage, when it comes on, you're well into the search. How come Pro Policy didn't have your body cam arriving? Sometimes I forget to turn it on right away. Okay. So you search the vehicle, and during the search, you're discussing with Officer Rhodes about whether he could have put it down his pants. Uh, you believe it was down his pants, and you don't have to go in and get it. What were you referring to? It's been my experience uh, through the contact that I've had in those encounters with with uh, you know several subjects. Um, a lot of the time, the drugs and they're illegal narcotics are not going to be in plain view. You know, when you go up to a car and you smell weed, nine times out of ten, they're not going to say, yeah, you're off, so you're off. So, you know, it, it takes investigation and you have to do, you know, it's a process. Um, so, Officer Rhodes and I were just, you know, conversating about where drugs could possibly be. Um, you know, it, I, because of how he acted when I went through that pat down and that preliminary search, indicated to me that there may be something in there because when I did go around his pockets he began to flinch which is why I had to detain him and um, past experiences when people become fidgety like that and agitated and aggressive a lot of the time they are hiding something no they're not hiding anything they you are touching their private parts and they're flinching and they're going oh my goodness what is this officer doing to me he's sexually assaulting me in public so you would expect any person, male or female, to flinch when you're groping them. Miss me with that BS that he's uh, lying to attorney affairs about. My interpretation of it, that he was hiding something. Um, and I was just confirmed with Officer Rose, I also did smell the marijuana, and it was a possibility that it, it was on him, and it made it in the car. It, it was a strong possibility that that was my interpretation that through my experiences, 
cop here in the Cocoa Police Department the past five years. People that use drugs, people that know the streets and have contact with police and have arrest records like this guy, they know to hide it where we're not going to go. Well, there's a reason why they hide it there. Because we're not. Because most of the time we're not. There. Well, most of the time you can't go there, and most of the time we don't go there. Right. So did you hear that? That's because you're not supposed to go there. You are not allowed to search a person's private areas. Period. Unless they have been arrested, they're in custody, and they're inside the police department. That's where the policy changes at. But out here on the streets, ladies and gentlemen, that's the reason why I told y'all earlier, yeah, they, they, they may be putting it there because they know that's an area that you are not allowed to go into in public. But these law enforcement soldiers, they break that um, policy every day all across the divided snakes America. Let's make that perfectly clear, okay? This, this is just, and this guy, he's actually admitting that uh, he has found um, drugs in previous searches. So he's telling on himself that he been that this is not the only person that he has uh, uh, sexually assaulted under the assumption that they're about uh, drugs or weapons or anything. Hide it there. So, so based on what you have here, what makes you go to the next level? At this point, the next level, based on my experiences in the past, um, and enhanced it from the search of the car to the search of his pockets to checking underneath the undergarments. Okay. And then doing the hand sweep of the blade, using the blade in your hand to do the buttocks. Based on my experience, if they're going to hide it there, that's how you would check. That's how you would check with the, with the blade in your hand underneath the, under the, the, the pants and the undergarments because they'll, it'll be tucked. It'll be talked in an area that you can't. And that's illegal. People, do you hear this? He's admitting the fact that he did this to this man and previous victims of his sexual assault. That's illegal. You can't do that. You can't, you're not going to feel through just a search. You're not going to feel it there. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough there. And, and, and you're going to have, you kind of got to go a little bit in there and you got to end a little bit just, you know, just to, to make sure it's not there. I did not grope, fondle, or anything like that. It was, but you went in there a little bit further than a little bit. I mean, you can physically see I, 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 his, I, his, I, his penis to the side to get to the other side. In order, in order, in order, to, feel, in order to, to, to possibly locate something that I believed, based on my experiences, was there, and it wasn't, and that's when I used the blade in my hand. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is a pervert. This law enforcement race soldier is not only a racist, but he's a pervert. You hear the Turner Affairs telling you, you did a little bit more, you did a lot more a little bit. We can clearly see you moving this man's penis around from one side to the other. You're just telling us that you took the blade of your hand and went all up his uh, 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 buttocks, the crack of his buttocks, and he he tells it he says that you used your finger and went up in the um, uh, uh, his 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 butt. Hole. It's the only way that I can say it so you understand it how it is. That man ain't gonna say you put your finger up his uh, rectum and you didn't, and you trying to say all you did was pretty much palm the crack of his uh, um, rectum. No, you did a whole lot more than that. You sex assaulted this man in um, public. And whether you got up on it or not, is neither here or there, but yeah, I say you did. That's right, you heard me. Do it is really right because that's oftentimes where they hide it. Also, those two spots are very common. If you find that's right, you're going to see. You know, when people clench, when they clench their buttocks, they're clenching for a reason. You just don't do that. You know, yeah, they're clenching for a reason because you got that finger up their butt. 
This is why they're clenching. This is why the butt cheeks are tightening up because they're used to things coming out, not things going in like you're doing. Country, they may be hot there. I've had arrests where things have been hidden there. I've had arrests where things have been hidden, you know, in that area in front. Uh, well, I tell you what, the only thing that was hid down there today was the finger, you pervert. And that's just based on my, my, my experiences as a street level cop in the city of Cocoa in the in my beat, which is all one, which is heavily, heavily um, influenced with narcotics, possessions and dealings. Did you stick your finger in his room when you were searching? No, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Have you ever had contact with Mr. Martin? Yes, sir. To that incident? Yes, I have. What was that incident? A traffic stop. Did you issue him a ticket? No. Okay. So it was just a traffic stop? It was a traffic stop on Pineda Street. I would say maybe a month or two prior to this. If, if When you watch my video, I'd be referencing. He said, I remember you. And it took me a minute. And, and then I remembered him. I pulled it. I believe it was a tag light. Um, approached the car. Smelled the weed. No, no. I asked him, do you have anything inside, anything inside the vehicle? Same MO. No. He didn't give me as much of a problem as he did this time. Even though I still got him out of the car, I, you know, I patted him down, I searched the exterior part of his pockets, and I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, based on that, because of the, the friendliness, you know, I gave him a verbal warning. So did you go to that extent that time as you did on this one? No. No idea. What was the difference? The difference was this was my second encounter. The, the marijuana smell was much stronger in this person this time as opposed to the, my first encounter with him where I felt like the smell was coming inside the vehicle a little bit more at that time. And I did search the vehicle. Uh, not not an extensive search like we did this one. Um, it was more that I would say the stop was probably a quarter if not the half mate, or half a quarter of the time that this one was. It wasn't, it wasn't a long investigation at all. So you know that the search you conducted on, on Mr. Passaway was just, in your mind, looking for products. Based on the totality of the circumstances, yeah, I, I might have I went a little too far. Okay. A little too far, or? Yeah, I believe I, I'm searching him. I don't, I didn't, you know, when I, look, when I look at it, it's marijuana. Really, I mean, to dig like that for marijuana, no, there's no there doesn't have to be a reason. Well, and it, it, it's, a, it's a good reason to bring up the other one. I'm going to move to that traffic stop now where you see the young man with uh, the marijuana. Um, we watched the video of that. And in that video, you ask him about the marijuana, and he actually comes up with it and hands it to you. Um, you're willing to throw, or what would you do with that marijuana? It was destroyed. How? How? Just in the garbage? In, in, in the dumpster. Okay. So why didn't you why didn't you just drop that into evidence? I should have destroyed. Okay. I never got around to it. I should have. So you, it's a big deal on that traffic stop with the kid, the marijuana. Why did it go to such an extreme with Mr. Passaway marijuana? Because with with the kid on that stop, he was upfront and honest. And if you look at I don't arrest everybody that I come across with the drugs. And, and I'll tell them, I watch a lot of my videos when I deal with these people, if you're up front and you're honest with me, nine times out of ten, I'm going to let you go with the verbal warning. It's when you, and, and I'll say this, it's when you make me work. It's when I've, I've had contact with you before and I you for, for things. Or I want y'all to pay close attention to something. Did you hear him use the words, these people? Okay, well, let me tell you what that's mean. That's old language for he was a white guy or he was one of uh, us. That's what that means when you say these people. Because otherwise, when they're talking about melanated individual, they go those people. When I search those people. But if you notice, and I'll play that back for you so you, you can hear it where he says these people. These people is his kind of people. Those people are not people. They're you melanated individuals. I'm gonna play that back so you guys can hear. And in that video, you ask for marijuana, and he actually comes up with it and hands it to you. Um, willing to throw, or what'd you, what'd you do with that marijuana? It was destroyed. How? how? I threw it out. Just in the garbage? In, in, in the dumpster. Okay. So why didn't you why didn't you just drop that into evidence? I should have destroyed it. 
Okay. I've never got around to it. I should have. So it, it's not a big deal. Traffic stop with the kid, the marijuana. Why did it go to such an extreme with Mr. Passaway with marijuana? The kid. Did you hear that? That's another cold word for white person. Because they're using all of these uh, kind, soft words. The kid. Uh, the boy. This person. Okay. These are these is cold words. I want y'all to un become familiar with this for white person. Because with with the kid on that stop, he was upfront and honest. And if you look at, I don't arrest everybody that I come across with the drugs. And and I'll tell him if you watch a lot of my videos when I'm with these people, if you're upfront and you're honest with me, nine times out of did y'all hear when you deal with these people? They use the word kid. They use the word these. These are the cold words, ladies and gentlemen, to tell you uh, to, uh, well, they have to record this, right? But they don't want you to know that they're talking about a person of their color, of their race. That's why they use these cold words of kid and these people. Now, when you hear them use those people, then you know they're talking about the opposite. Familiar with this language, ladies and gentlemen. So when you are dealing with law enforcement race soldiers, or you watching maybe some trial or listening to a trial that I may have on this podcast, when those are the code words to when they're talking about their people, so you can differ, uh, differentiate between um, melanated uh, people, people of uh, of color, you know, black and brown. And when they're talking about Mazungus people, I'm gonna let you go with the verbal warning. It's when you, and, and I'll say this: it's when you make me work. It's when I've, I've had contact with you before, and I've arrested you for. Now I want you to hear that. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry to keep interrupting, but I want you to hear that. Now this person, okay, this Mazungu uh, man that he stopped had drugs on him. He said that he let him go and he disregarded public, I mean, uh, um, departmental policy and threw drugs in the dumpster. This, there's the two things I want you to see. First of all, I don't believe he threw the uh, drugs in a dumpster. Second of all, he said he let this person go. No citation, no ticket, no nothing. Do y'all see this? I let this person go when I caught him with drugs. But this black guy who you didn't find any drugs with, who you handcuffed, who you sexually assaulted, a, a body cavity search and a strip search, y'all gave him a ticket. You didn't let him go scot-free. I, I just wanted to point that out. I needed for you guys to see that you can catch the reference when I tell you uh, these cold words that they're using and how they treat uh, their kind and how they treat everybody else that's not their kind. Okay? Remember, they gave this guy a ticket for his uh, tinted windows. Things or... You know, I have an indication of, of you maybe hiding something or you're in possession of something and you're being dishonest. That's when I look to pursue it a little farther as opposed to honesty and, and, and being straight with me. Making my job a little easier right. so I can get drugs off the street. No, and I, but wait a minute. We ain't buying that either, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry I got to keep interrupting this, but I got to disrupt this. This uh, melanated uh, man, this native black American was honest with you. You just didn't believe him. You wanted him to produce something that he didn't have. He told you, I don't have any drugs on me. I don't have any drugs in the car. And let's keep this fact in mind. You didn't find anything. You found absolutely nothing. And his and driver's license, his insurance, and everything with him was in order. Because if it wasn't, I can guarantee you, you would have given a ticket for that or maybe even arrested him. So that kind of speaks for itself. All his credentials was in order. He told you the truth. You just didn't believe him. That's the difference, ladies and gentlemen, between uh, them, these people, 
and those people. These people get this treatment where they don't uh, uh, get a ticket. When you find drugs on them, you you supposedly or allegedly uh, disregarded the uh, drugs in a dumpster, but yet you don't find any anything on those people. But he walks away with a uh, ticket. Come on, y'all keeping up with this? And most of everybody says that, but I mean, yeah, with people lie to you all the time. That's what they do. They that's, that's one of the hardest things for me to to, to, to deal with is, is people lying to me. Right. Because I take it lie. I take it a little too personally. But and that's lie. something I have to do a better job with. And, and I'll, I, I've, I've said that before and I still say it. I mean, that's just something i got to work on. Okay. So back to the traffic stop with Officer Rhodes. Um, how many times have you or conducted a traffic stop in that same manner, thought the drugs were there, smelled the drugs were there, and, condu and conducted the same type of search? So you're referring to initially or the latter search? The latter search. I mean, basically, the, the, the strip search, if you will, because Officer Baez said he's been with you four times when you've, when you've done that, and he actually didn't know it was a violation of policy until this incident is what he what he testified. Mm -hmm. So you, did you do it those four times or more than four times? It's all the circumstances different. It's not going to happen the same every time. You know, well, one of them that Baez was on with me is, you know, the guy, I brought the guy out of the car. Um, went to search him. I did the blade in my hand, and he clinched up. He clinched hard, and then he started yelling and shouting. And then what I felt, what I felt when I did the hand of my blade was something hard, a hard object in there. And sure enough, he had a big, big bag of weed, or big bag of crack. I think it was maybe 15, 20 grams of crack cocaine. Passenger had the same exact thing, and I found that later. He had a warrant. And I found that later at the PD. He did the same exact thing. And he had time. So the circumstances are always different. Do they have time to do it? You know, what's his arrest record like? You know, how is he acting? These are all things that, as a street-level cop, I've learned to realize and understand. And their behavior and their actions is how I do my job. I go off of that. But policy has restrictions on when you can do that and when you can't. Not, not just what the atmosphere is at the time. Okay. On that note, are you aware of the agency's policy as written? Probably not as clear cut as I should have been. Did you read it? Could you sign for it? You signed for the policy back in 2017 for that specific policy that search. It's there. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, July 10th, 2017. And are you aware of what the policy said in regards to strip searches is basically what you can now um it was my impression at the time it wasn't a strip search when i think a strip search i think of bring back to the pd taking his clothes off when something is too far from my grasp you know if something if they hide something it's not going to be too far from my grasp right away and at the same time you got to think about well if you if they put it in their anal cavity like that and it gets lodged up in there it could be a health issue you know did you hear ladies and gentlemen he said in his anal cavity that it could be a health so, okay then that goes back to the gentleman uh saying uh in, in the uh, biom footage that you put your finger up his uh rectal cavity because you just admitted yourself that that's where they had it at they don't just put that there in the crack of their um buttocks but you said up in the uh, cavity which is where you went with your finger. That's believed that uh, young man when he said that you put your finger up his rectum. And when you did that, he did his natural reflexes will be to flinch, will be to tighten up. Come on now, we didn't all had uh, our physicals at the uh, doctor's office. I can't tell you one time that I didn't flinch up and tighten up when the doctor put his um, finger or the probe, or whatever it is, uh, up my rectum. He's on himself again. See, like, all of this is um, adding up and leading up to the reason why that um, this guy was going to be terminated. 
That's why we have procedures and policy for things like that. I mean, it goes on to cavity searches if we're concerned about something like that. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the policy is there to protect you and the citizens of illegal searches. And perfectly in this situation, I get that other people, there were drugs found on him, but there was no drugs found on him. Well, it was a problem then. Why is it a problem now? Because I find anything and because he made a complaint on me? Well, it's, it's because it's a violation of law. Well, and, why was, and, why, then why wasn't this addressed when that was going on? I, I don't know why it was addressed. I mean, this is the first gotten a complaint about it. Okay. And, you know, put, put yourself in that. If that was your son or your daughter, and they just dropped off a friend who smoked marijuana in the car, and an officer pulls up, and they smell of marijuana, and they do it. They thinking what you're thinking, and they pull him out, and they search him the way you searched him in the parking lot with people walking around. How do you think you'd feel about the officer doing that to your child? Well, this isn't my fault. This wasn't, you know, this is this wasn't anyone's. This wasn't an upstanding citizen. This was a guy that smokes weed. That gets. A- Whoa! Did you hear that? This guy is not an upstanding citizen, and he caught himself. Because he was going to say this guy isn't the uh, child of anyone. I feel by the way he was just talking what he was getting ready to say. He caught himself because he uh, initially said, or oh, this wasn't my child. But that's not what he asked you. He asked you how would you feel if it was your child, which he didn't answer. And he caught himself before he tried to say that this person is nobody's child. That's what he was going to say. And then what he did say wasn't no better than him covering up what he initially was getting ready to say. For crack possession that goes to jail, that comes and wants to get a good cop off the street and file a complaint, that's what this guy is. That's what this kind of person is. Yeah, but we can't we can't take somebody's past and use it against them for the future. I mean, what if this guy has, you know, he found, he found Jesus and he's come clean and trying to get his life so straight? why does he smell like weed now? Maybe somebody was in the car. Why did he say that? Did he say that to him? Well, he doesn't have to say it. Well, well, well then why wouldn't he just know my fear? That he doesn't have just to say it. my friend off. He was just... That's right. Did you hear, ladies and gentlemen? He does not have to say that. He does not have to prove his innocence. You guys have to prove his guilt. Technically, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something. shouldn't have opened his mouth. Because you're not obligated to say anything. The only thing that you are obligated to do in a traffic stop is produce your credentials. Other than that, ladies and gentlemen, you do not have to open your mouth. And I'm suggesting that you guys do remain silent. Tell them you simply don't answer questions. You can comply with his uh, request to uh, show you uh your identification, your insurance, and all, all of that uh, um, um, uh, things, is, is that's uh, your legal obligation to do, okay? But you're not uh, legally obligated to do anything else. You can keep your mouth shut and say uh, nothing at all, and there's absolutely nothing that they can do about it. Please remember that, listening audience. Maybe that, maybe it would have but you don't have to tell you that. Do you know what the Fifth Amendment is? Do you know what that is? It's a right to not incriminate yourself. So during a traffic stop, I don't have to say a word to you. Like what he was saying, how was the black and mouse? He didn't have to, what I'm saying is he didn't have to say a word. Okay. He didn't even have to talk to you. Here's my license and that's the extent of it. And then you, you have to investigate at the call. And I did investigate it. Right, but you're investigating. You just testified that you investigated based on his past. You felt like it was just his past. It was everything going on. It wasn't just past. I told you. It's the totality of the circumstance. It's not just people's past. It's their actions and behaviors while I'm on scene with during my contact with them. It's how I go about my job. And I felt strongly that it was hidden inside his pants. Where and concealed. Either under his his, his private area or concealed in his in his in his buttocks. Based on my experiences as a cop here, that's really that's his right. That's his right, and I'm not I'm not telling anybody to uh, uh, use drugs and the police stop you to uh, put them there. But that is your right, and he don't have a right to search you there. This needs to be understood. No, your ladies and gentlemen, but this guy it wasn't even about him knowing his rights. He was just simply telling you the truth, and you didn't believe him. That's what this was about. And that's why I did what I did. 
and you feel it's justified to do that type of search to get get the drugs for for marijuana no for the smell of marijuana no did, did, I, did I do too much? Did I try to do too much because of, of maybe I didn't want this guy getting away with this? Yeah. So what if you found crack in, in his, his ass? Is it justified? <laughs> if I found crack? Yeah. Do you feel like it's justified for you to conduct that search? If it was more than my how, how is that? A, I don't understand. Using the blade of my hand on his butt. I don't understand how that's a so Take the blade out. You stuck your hand in his, his private area. Right, and I didn't search. I told you that's where they hide it. That's a violation of your... Okay, so I admit to a violation. Well, I, what I'm trying so, to get is your... Is your is your peace of mind when it comes to searching people, whether you think it's right or wrong, and there, if there's a line you cross, I think you see the means to find the ends if you are able to get the narcotics or the gun or whatever it is at the time. But there's laws that protect people in this country that prevent you from allowing you to do that. With probable cause, I, I I feel like I have probable cause just or because you smelled marijuana. Reasonable suspicion on on his behavior, on his actions too. But you can't go off of that. You, That's what I went off of. You smelled marijuana. Yes. And based on that marijuana smell, you felt like it was justified to strip search him in a parking lot. I do not feel like I strip searched him. Well, per our policy, you did. Actually, our policy mimics state statute. So that same wording in our policy is taken straight from state statute. Okay. I, don't, I don't see how checking underneath his private area and then using the blade of my hand on his buttock. I'm going to tell you how come you don't see Because see a black man, you see him as an animal. You see him as something that you can mistreat. You see him as you can do anything to him that you want to because you got that uh, uh, slave type mentality that I'm a slave catcher and uh, this person has absolutely no rights whatsoever. That's the reason why you feel like that you are, are uh, allowed to do things is um, constitutionally as well as uh, state statutes that you can break these laws. Because you was dealing with an individual who you feel is less than a human being. That's why you've done these things. Let's face it. I don't understand how that's a trip, sir. I, I don't. You you open a man's pants. You you uh unloosen his belt. You pull his pants down and you go up under his scrotum. You moving his penis from side to side. You're going up in his rectum with your finger, and you say you don't understand how this is a um, a strip search. That's strip number one. What you're doing now is a body cavity search, sir. Please, because it's not that you felt and you were trying to do it for officer safety. You're smelling marijuana. I was looking for marijuana. And it wasn't there. Right. It wasn't there. Right. So everything you did to this guy was not just. Go ahead, Al. At the time that you conducted this search or anything similar to it, did you understand your agency's policy, which mirrors Florida State standard? No, sir. When do you feel that it's justified to search a person for whatever reason? When they're black? When you're arrested? So that's that's perfect. On this one, he wasn't even arrested. Right. That's where our policy stops. Right. Starts. Is it, when, when, what are you talking about? Do you mean strip search? I'm talking about any search. You're saying you're able to or you feel you're justified in searching anyone if you think you have enough to do it, whether it be you smell it their attitude, or their pastory. I don't feel like that was a full-blown search. Well, what's missing? I, got missing. I think it was still talked to, I still think it was still. Yeah, what's missing? That's a good question. You don't feel like that was a full-blown search and you went up in that man's uh, anus? You put your finger up his rectum and you're telling me that you don't feel that this was a full search? Well, there, what else is there to search? There ain't nothing else to search because we watched the video. Search under the bottom of his feet, between his toes. You searched in his shoes. You removed his hat. You searched in his hat. You searched all 
up in his pants, all up in his underwear, all in his shirt. You went all down the back in front of his shirt, lifting it up, pulling it out, stretching it out. Where else was there to search him? You don't feel like this was a full-blown search? You got to tell me what do what you consider a full-blown search? Getting some type of a scope or camera and shoving it up down his throat and then shoving it up his rectum? Knowing you, you would probably do that in reverse. Huh. But you tell me you feel like this ain't no blown search and you don't went everywhere and looked at everything. You look behind the man's ears. Where else? You search the man's car. You search his compartment. You search his console. You search his fuse box. You searched up under the seat. You searched in the trunk. You searched in the doors. You moved everything around that he had in that car. And you say that you don't believe that this was a full-blown search? I don't know what else you could have done to make it a full-blown uh, search. So in other words, miss me with the BS. This was a full search. This was a clear violation of this man's uh, rights. And you had no problem with that because you don't see native black Americans or, uh, or, or, or melanated individuals as people. The reason why you did exactly what you did. And this is the reason exactly why you lost your job. And another thing, they took his uh, 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 law enforcement certificate away. I appreciate it because that means he can't even go to another law enforcement agency for job. Which is, this is uh, the proper action that have been taken, along with the fact that I think that there should be some criminal charges. And I pray that uh, this uh, gentleman and his legal team hit you with some type of civil suit. Now, that's my opinion about what I happen to think. Right. And I just couldn't feel it, if you really want to know the truth. But I wasn't trying to get, I wasn't trying to go further than I did. I think it went pretty far. I think there was anything in there, especially a mountain of smelling. No, I didn't. The video, yeah, you can look at the video all day long. I know what happened. I know what happened there because I was there. And, and you can look at the video along and say this and say that. I know what truly happened. Was right. that justified? I feel like it was. And, and, and it may not meet the mold of the policy here, but I feel like it was. And I've made arrests. I've found drugs. i found a lot of drugs doing that same method. Do you know this gentleman filed a federal lawsuit against you for for uh, unlawful search and seizure? Are you aware of that? I mean, you could sue anybody for anything these days. So, well, if he, he had, if he feels like he really needs to, well, I don't know. According to you, he hasn't done anything, and a lot of people are all right. I get it. I'm just and making he, you aware. He's of trying that. to get a good cop off the street, and you guys are no, he, no, don't listen to that. Don't listen to that stupid narrative that he's trying to paint. You can sue for anything that you're a good cop and you didn't do anything wrong. Yes, you did. And you you, you still in front of internal affairs ain't trying to admit what you did. This is the reason why you're no longer uh, law enforcement. You're still a race soldier. There's no if and but that about that. You're still a Mzungu uh, supremacist. But you're no longer a law enforcement um, Mzungu supremacist. You're no longer a law enforcement race soldier. And I am so glad that. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Well, I have to entertain every complaint. And, and to be honest that's with you. That's why I even told him to go and file a complaint. Right. That's why Bias told him. If you have a complaint, go file it. You listen to the video. He consents to whatever I'm going to do. Just get it over with so I can leave. If you listen. But yes, he did. But this is after he's in handcuff and you've already done what you call a preliminary search on the outside of him. You checked his uh, you checked his uh, scrotum. You checked his uh, anus. You checked his pockets on the outside of his clothing. OK, so when he told you go ahead and do whatever it is you're going to do, because he knew you were going to do it already. He wasn't consent. That was acknowledgement that. I know that you're going to violate my rights. So hurry up and get it over with because you're going to do it regardless to what the laws, rules, and regulations are for the state and for the police department. 
just go ahead. But that doesn't mean okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. I'm not gonna argue. I'm not gonna argue with you. Well, I'm just I'm trying to get your your state of mind at the time. My state of mind was he was hiding something, and and it was probably the second time. And based on his history, based on his actions that day, based on the totality of the circumstance, everything going on, the heavy smell of weed that was inside the car, we took him out, then it was coming from him. I felt like it was concealed on his based on my experiences in the past with the arrests that I've made and the contact that I've had with people. Okay. How come you didn't complete a report on, on that call that you didn't, that you searched him and backed up Officer Rhodes or anything? I don't think Officer Rhodes even wrote a report. No, he didn't. He gave him a ticket. Okay. You don't write, you don't write reports on just tickets, right? Well, it was a little bit more than just a ticket. I mean, that's why we're here, are we not? It was just a ticket, then it became a complaint, and then you got a suspension. So I don't know when I was supposed to do a report. Well. And then even all, Sergeant Moon said this was going to be nothing. Are you listening to this? You know what? I didn't think you were going to have to be, but this, this is going to have to be a part three. I'm going to end this right here, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, I want y'all to continue to hear the uh, uh, stupidness of this law enforcement raid. Not only did he violate this man publicly, but he violated his civil rights, moral rights, and uh, his spiritual rights. Okay? And it just goes to show how uh, uh, in the state of Florida, ladies and gentlemen, when you're dealing with a law enforcement race soldier, you, you have any rights. Frankly, I'm just happy that this guy wasn't killed. To be perfectly honest with you. To be perfectly honest with you, I am just happy that this young man wasn't killed because that's normally what happened in the state of Florida. So with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to end this and I'm going to make a part three for the rest of this story so I can get this whole story. And uh, uh, I didn't, like I say, I didn't expect it to go this long, but it has went uh, uh, longer than uh, I had uh, anticipated. All right. So let's guys, y'all continue to do your social distancing because we're in a new normal now. Take care of yourself. Take care of your immune system. Take care of your family. And so y'all don't uh, become um, uh, with the assault that this uh, Delta variant and this Omicron variant is doing to the, uh, to the public. Okay, we're breaking records now with this new variant of COVID-19. So please, guys, take care of yourselves. I tell you all these things because I love you guys. Loving you guys my food. Teddy G is hungry each and every single day of his life. And until God grants me the opportunity to address you again, I bid each and every one of you peace, love, and soul.